This is your boy Watts coming to you live and direct here in ATL Georgia in the studio with my dogs on the line. Man, two mm-hmm. Drizzy Mo, what they do, my nigga Drizzy, holla at them. Yeah, it's your boy Dre, aka Drizzy, Dre, aka Happy American Melanin Month. You understand me? Um, just want to give a shout out to all of my people out there in the struggle. You know the American, the Black American struggle. Um, holla at your boy on just underscore Dre underscore L R B plus two. Talk to him. You know, you know. Sorry, I could not be in the studio today. And excuse my voice, but uh, this that new Pluco voice for y'all. <laughs> this is the Air War, and y'all know y'all can find me on Instagram at and War W underscore three five seven. That's A N W A R. The letter W underscore three five seven. On Facebook, simply and War Williams Watts. What's good, man? Shit, ain't shit, man. Y'all gotta forgive my dog. His he been eating too much booty <laughs> this weekend. Too so much booty. That's why his voice is a little. Uh, I guess when Got I say too much sauce. Under the weather, you know. Uh-huh. But, you know, that's what these nasty-ass <laughs> niggas do in 2019, man. But, you know, ain't shit going go. on with me, man. I've just been out here just chilling, bro. It's been a while since we've been on, man, so we want to make sure we give an update with what's going on with our lives, man. So what's been going on with y'all? I know uh, uh, Anwar just came down. Back from the crib, excuse me. He went down to Orlando, mm-hmm. and that's probably why he mm-hmm. got all that booty on his breath. But you know, uh, <laughs> what's going on? What else going on with y'all, Brian? Go ahead. 
Well, shoot. I, I mean, like you said, I just made a quick visit down to Orlando to visit some friends or family, see my dad, hang out with him for a day, hang out with my brothers for the other day. And then um, I actually got up with a couple old classmates, man. Shout out to Dallas. Shout out to uh, the Spiveys. I got to see them finally. Have not seen them for a while outside of the vlog, uh, which is another shout out with the uh, to the Spivey vlog they got rolling. We'll get to that later. But yeah, man, um, I came down with a little cold, going from one temperature change to the next. We were 40 degrees in Georgia, went down to Orlando, 85, and I promise you that had to be the reason why I got sick overnight. Like, how does that happen? Like that. Uh, other than that, man, just on the grind, man, trying to get back in front of this thing called life and get ahead of it, man. So that's all that's new with me, man. Uh, why? I mean, I watched Dre. How about you? How's Tally Ho treating you, man? Tally Ho's decent, you know what I'm saying? I'm just... um. Staying on my studies, I'm, I'm becoming more studious and scholarly than ever. You know, I'm not doing any teaching right now, but I figure since I'm not teaching, I could continue educating myself and building my knowledge base for my, my plans in the future and everything. And I, like I said earlier, happy American Melanin Month to everybody out there trying to go, you know, learn learn more about our culture and our people and the American struggle for our folks. So ain't shit going on over here. I do need to go out more. I don't go out at all unless one of y'all niggas come in town. And I, I feel it coming, and I don't want to go too crazy. So I need to take it bit by bit and go get some fresh air before I start going crazy out this biatch. Oh, so you about to go crazy is what you're saying, huh? Go hit the club every goddamn night and shit. I got to chill, <laughs> do something like that. Be, Drago be that guy. Oh, no, man, he's going to go always at the moon. <laughs> But to be honest with you, man, I actually kind of feel you on that. To be honest with you, I kind of need to get started getting back out the house a little bit more. I mean, y'all know I've been kind of on the ground for the past couple of years. So right. I really haven't been out too much with the exception of maybe a couple of events and some when we're doing with friends and fam, uh, fucking with us, trying to support yeah. the homies and all that good stuff. But um, I, I think it, I think it's kind of somewhat important, especially as for us men, yeah. since this yeah. is the locker room banter, you know, especially yes, for us men to get out every now and then, you know, amongst our uh, fellow brethren and just, you know, parlay and a couple, you know, of, uh, you know, yes, beverages sir. and stuff, you know, man. So, so I definitely feel you on that. I actually stepped out this weekend uh, for the first time in a while. Um, tried to want to go support the homies Amir and Mo, even though Mo ain't come in town with the grits and biscuit party that they had here at um, Buckhead Theater, man. We had us a good time, um, you know, and just vibed out a little bit, man. So, but – yeah, man, I, I feel you on that, Dre. I'm actually might start doing that a little bit more. Uh, whenever Anwar, yes. whenever Anwar ain't eating no booty, I'm gonna go. You know, we probably link up and grab a couple of drinks over at the U bar. Definitely yeah, make sure man. I get, definitely make sure I get Quam out the house before he you know he start going crazy because he already been venting a lot about going getting out the house too. So Quam, <laughs> I, I know you. I don't know if you're listening or not, but nigga, we we, we on the way to start linking up soon. Mama, make sure he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're right, man. You you hit it on the head, man. We all do need a quick minute to get away. That was exactly what this weekend was about. Um, this thing called life is getting overwhelming. And, you know, we also did type on a discussion earlier, you know, just like mental health and stuff. We won't go into it right now. But, you know, us black men, you know, this is this is this is just, you know, tough for us. You know what I mean? This thing called life, it gets harder and harder. So we need that little break. And um, like you said, you went out and caught up with your boys at the the little biscuit vibe, I'm, I'm sure that was much needed more than you even know it. You know what I'm saying? Like last week, I remember when I was supposed to link up with you, I caught myself going to Edgewood. Uh, I went to Harry's and had a drink by myself. And then I went in, um, to another spot, had a drink. But although I just kind of went out by myself, I still just needed to be away from, you know, my normal routine just for a second. 
That's you really know, so, that was yeah. really what I did. It's I always, actually it's good. I actually went out by mm-hmm. myself actually, but you know, just because I don't know if you know what grits and biscuits is. Grits and biscuits is basically a traveling party with the homie mm-hmm. Maurice and Amir. They basically, you know, went to fan with us, but they basically traveled around the country and basically throw a down south party throughout the country. So they came and had a stop in Atlanta this weekend. And I think next weekend they're supposed to be in uh, D.C. Um, but, yeah, okay. uh, I, I just went out because to support the homies. And I just went out. And, of course, you know, being in FAMU people supporting FAMU people, other FAMU people going to be there. So I just, you know, vibed out and just mm-hmm. chilled with everybody. So I was really out by myself, but I just wanted need to get out of the house. Clear my mind, so clear, my, clear, my mental, clear my mental space. But, of course, like I said, it's down south part like with FAMU niggas. So I was going to be a good vibe. So it definitely was a good look, man. It definitely was a good look. But hopefully. Is it harder to go out the older we get? Yeah, I think it's. I say yeah. I don't know about it. If it's harder to go out, it's harder to find the place the places that fits our vibe because we don't go yeah out to necessarily go to the club to Clubs, pop yeah. bottles and all that stuff. And even if you do go to a club, you know we have pop bottles and all that stuff. People don't party no more. Yeah, that actually, that actually me going out Friday. That's all I kept saying was like, people don't party no more, man. People mm-hmm. like was literally. Um, out there just recording their little Instagram videos. That's it. And not even dancing. Like, nobody was That's even dancing. It. They was just recording their Instagram video, all looking at the DJ, and it was kind of weird, but... <laughs> it is weird, because, I mean, it's just, like, if, if you just step, like, if you just go inside and look and pay attention, because that's what we do now. Before we go in, we wait for good songs, we drink, we vibe, we talk with each other, but now when you go in, if you just look at what's going on, it's almost disgusting to see, because... The women are so bored. Until what? Until you've seen that phone come out, then they're acting like they're having the time of their exactly. life. But in the meantime, they're so bored in VIP. They're so bored in their sections. They're so bored at the bar. They're so nasty and stank, the dudes. But as soon as the phone comes out, they're talking about how great it is out here. It's this, it's that. Well, you're, you're not acting like it, you know, so you just put on the front just to have a reason to wear whatever you wore and have your face, you know, made up and whatnot. But it's kind of like whack to watch. So like you said, it's it's not harder to go out. I think it's more, it's harder to enjoy yourself because you, like you're right, watch to find a vibe that fits you. And it's hard to find vibes that fit our age group. You know, we're we're not old heads yet, but we're damn sure not young bucks. So we're somewhere in that middle median still trying to figure out what vibe is ours. And that's mm-hmm. why those little FAMU events be so important. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they, they cater to our vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it the DJ fault? No. no, no, it's just uh, it's no. just a society. It's just, it's just, it's just generation. Yeah. It's just the way the world is going. Yeah, the Instagram That's society the that we is. live in. It's Instagram society that we live in. And to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't want to kind of point fingers, but it's, it's low key. <laughs> it's low key to uh, the chicks' faults, man. I mean, it's, it's, hey, point away. <laughs> it's low key the chicks' fault because I mean, it's just the the, the attitude that. Uh, I think we were having a conversation on this, you know, before we started recording a little bit. The attitude that a lot of these chicks have is, you know. A, a, a stuck up attitude that you know, which we're mm-hmm. probably gonna get into a little bit later in our topic. A stuck up mm-hmm. attitude mm-hmm. where you know these dudes don't, they, they don't, they're not worthy to talk to me, or party with me, or dance with me. Yeah. Or something like that type of attitude. This is, yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. And you know when you, shit, you walking down the street, and you know, I sometimes you might just say hey to somebody just because you're walking down the street mm-hmm. or whatever, just to be polite or something. I'm from the south. Niggas in the south do that shit. But mm-hmm. these chicks these days give you, uh-uh, I ain't interested. I, uh-uh, like I you just called about outside their name. When right. you, all you did was compliment. All I did was be all, nice. Yeah, all I did was just try to say, be nice or whatever. And I'm not yep. trying to hit on you or I'm not trying to, you know, get on you mm-hmm. or anything like that. So, 
But and that's why it comes to the yeah. society where people don't interact with each other outside of their own network, outside of their own friends. Shit, so people man. just come and just dance with a friend. There used to be a point in time where, two, hey, we about to pull up the compound. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Two, we about to go over to um, what's the name of the spot that we used to go over to by uh by uh, what's the name on Mondays? Tongue and Groove. Tongue and Groove. We about to go up to Tongue and Groove. And then we go up to Tongue Groove. We going to split. We going to split. But we know where we each other at. Just yes, so we can exactly. be out here dancing and dancing and dancing with people yes. and all that stuff. But we, I walk by, catch watch. Bro. Oh, there you go. He got somebody hanging out. Cool. I keep going that. around. He come back. I, I, I'm chilling with somebody dancing. <laughs> that We were enjoying ourselves. Yeah. Conversation or dancing or just a drink. Somebody might let you in a section. It was interaction. Actual interaction. Phones never came out except to check your time if you didn't have a watch. You know what I'm saying? That's the only reason your phone came out was to see what time it was. Yeah. Other than that, you know, that's that's what going out is about, man. It's supposed to be at least, but nowadays you're right. Going this out was pre-Instagram, about, right? Yes, pre-Instagram. <laughs> Pre-Instagram, pre-Snapchat, pre-IG, uh, what, what Instagram, pre-Facebook mm-hmm. Live, pre-all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, but women, no offense, like you said, watch. I, I, I'll point fingers not just at social media, but at women because they made that the equivalent of having a good time. Whatever you can post all day on your fucking videos. Shit. It's funny though because uh, Lil Duval had made this uh, 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 post the other day saying a regular guy don't stand a chance on Instagram. If you're mm-hmm. not funny or rich, you pretty much don't exist. And which mm. is not only not only with Instagram to be honest with you. <laughs> it's not only with Instagram. Yeah. But it's funny though. It, it, it was just in life here yeah, right now. <laughs> it's just funny right. though. What man? Sometimes so, you just gotta lower your standards, guys. That's all. So. Hell, no. <laughs> In other words, I have to develop a patience that oh. I don't have. It's <laughs> not happening. No Dre's logic. You know I mean? Here comes Dre's logic. You know what I'm saying? There's some nah. ratchet ones out here that'll treat you like a god. Nah. So wow. that's gonna this 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 conversation that we're having now is is kind of funny because it's gonna translate into a conversation that we're gonna have a little bit later. Um, but mm-hmm. man, let's go ahead and keep up with some of the pop. Um, culture oh. references our stuff that's popping out here in these streets, man. Of course, yes. you guys have already heard about the outrage and the craziness that's been going on with Gucci and um, the Carrie Perry shoes. So, to give mm-hmm. a little bit of background story, um, Gucci had posted a sweater that uh, pretty much resembles blackface with a, with a mask, a, a turtleneck sweater, similar to a turtleneck mm-hmm. sweater with a ski mask at the bottom that had uh, a red lips outlined around the mouth area that's that uh, resemble blackface. So there has been an outrage throughout the community, um, rightfully so, you know, for Gucci to pull that product and for Gucci to reevaluate how they are are basically marketing towards our demographic. Yes. Um, T.I., T.I., you know, as the, uh, what do y'all want to call it? Spokesman, king of the South. African-American culture. (laughs) As the spokesman for (laughs) African-American culture has, you know, spoken out against this and uh, who pretty much asked us to do a three-month ban on all Gucci product. Me, personally, I've been, you know, ban, I've been, you know, doing this protest. I've been protesting Gucci for, you know, my 33 years <laughs> of life. 34 years. My 33 <laughs> years of life, so. Since birth, man. I have no, I have no problem with this. I can stand with T.I. on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there is, you know, some other uh, people out here, such as Kodak Black, I don't even who's I can't even remember. What did Kodak guy say? I can't man. I can't even remember. I ain't I ain't got no problem with Gucci. <laughs> Them people yeah, ain't nothing Gucci with man. me. <laughs> well, I, I can't even remember like do his voice, but yeah, Kodak, he's a little younger, still trying to grow, so he probably don't know no better about the importance of blackface and all that stuff. But your boy Floyd Money Mayweather 
was Oops. spotted out at the Gucci store and basically spoke out about um, Gucci oh. saying um, that he ain't got no problem with Gucci and he gonna still continue to do what he do as, as he spent millions of dollars, not millions, but thousands of dollars worth of clothes at, uh, yeah. at Gucci store. Um, what's your thoughts about that? Plus two, go ahead. Well, um, honestly, I think T.I.'s first response was like, you know, get Gucci, period. Just discontinue the, the wear of them. Don't promote them. Don't buy nothing else. Um, and I think that should have been it. Not on put a three-month ban on it. Why are we so addicted to Gucci? You know, so I love the follow-up that T.I. did where he um, started posting all the, you know, black-owned businesses, black-owned designers that are actually high-end, you know what I'm saying? If that's what you need to have is high-end clothes, we have black designers that sell high-end clothes too. Why do we keep having to give them money? You know, it's not just... Um, I don't, I don't think it's coincidence that they dropped this line, Prada dropped those, you know, blackface figurines all in the month of February. It's like a slap in the face. And then they see the H&M kind of got away with it with an apology. So they feel like, well, all we have to do is stay. We were unaware over here where we do this at. We don't, you know, really know about a blackface. We don't know about this. Come on, man. There's somebody in that camp that had to have seen that and said, that's just not going to cut it, guys. So my take on that is, I think he's right, you know, put a ban on it if we have to keep wearing it. And I won't say we, because you won't catch me in the Gucci store. You know, I just don't have the money for it, to be honest. But I don't think we need to be chasing down those damn designers like them. There's too many dope-ass African-American designers out there that you can support. Shit, you see Steph Curry out there wearing people's clothes that we know, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, that's all it takes. But um, I think they got to be more socially responsible, these um, designers. But also... I don't think we should be following them. Period. So that's my take. I agree with you. Uh, uh, I agree with you 100. To be honest with you, um, but I do want to give them a disclaimer that they didn't just drop it in the month of February. It's been outside online over like the past couple, like six, seven months. So it's been out there. Oh, okay. It's just the fact that it wasn't uh, made, you know, to the public eye until I guess somebody exactly. created a meme, okay. created recently, a meme or yeah. something, and put it on Instagram. But yeah, I agree with every single thing that you said. Um, you know what? I really wish. I wish. They would bring Carl Kanai back because I was rocking the fuck Man. out of Carl Kanai back today, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit hey, that was clean, bro. The hardest that shit, shit up, was bro. clean. <laughs> hey, Carl Kanai was tough, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, Dr- but that just goes to show we can't stay behind ourselves long enough to. I don't even know what happened to Carl Kanai. I mean, but I think, I think, like you said, people just wanted to know get with that brand name shit. And the fucked up thing yeah. about it is that a lot of these motherfuckers who rocking rocking these brand name stuff, they rocking fake shit anyway. Yeah, facts. <laughs> facts. New York City, but because like because even like Soldier Boy fake ass Gucci head, <laughs> niggas just mm-hmm. niggas just want to have the, you know that symbol on Soldier Boy shit want fake. Nigga, that shit look like some damn. I don't even know. You like I, cut I, a sleeve, cut off a sweater. Yeah, so a, sweater, a, a worn out rubber band, man. That's what that shit look like. Um, Drake, man, share your thoughts on it right quick, bro. Okay, so the first the first time I saw it, I ain't gonna front. I didn't really notice it like that until you know we all brought attention to it. Then I, I just seen it as I was scrolling. Look back. I mean, I seen it as I was scrolling. I was like, eh, whatever. You know, it's one of them little hide your face type shits. Then as we you know went to making noise about it, I, I looked back, and you couldn't find no benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. You know what I'm saying? And what really makes it bad is the lips part. You know what I'm saying? And and to be honest with you, I'm trying to I'm trying to connect to why it's such a bad thing, but at the end of the day, I'm just just rolling with the team. Like the team say, we don't fuck with it, we don't fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? I 
that's one thing that I, I try my best to preach a lot is as as black folks, we all separated and shit because we always going against the team like Floyd Mayweather, dumbass, and a lot of the youngins and shit too. But you know what I'm saying? Stick with the team on this one. We don't fuck with you, Gucci. And the plan is to boycott him up until a certain amount of time. Now, did we already get into Mayweather? No, we ain't getting into Mayweather yet. But okay, okay. So yeah, I mean that's 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 my little take on it right there. I I, I do see why it's bad. What y'all? What would y'all say if it was Brown? Still the Dre, same. Well, well they actually okay, have. Dre, before you continue, hold on, my phone. Watch. Aren't those Gucci glasses you got, Andre? What's that G on the side? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, for the bro. This nigga here. This nigga here. This shit cost. It cost me a grip. This when I was driving trucks. I don't know so how you need to go ahead. So you need to go ahead and sell them bitches. That's what you're saying, basically. Yeah. Right? Dre, no, I moved to Atlanta, man. Moved to Atlanta, trying to sound like I ain't broke. Nigga called, got me in the pan for these bullshit ass glasses. Ass, Gucci ass wow. shit. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> dang man. Anyways, uh, to your point though, Dre, they do have it. They did have a uh, a tan one, a, a tan one, a white one. Uh, I, that had, I think, I did it have? Oh no, no, no. That was the shoes. That was the shoes. The shoes had oh, a, a, a tan one, um, with the with the blue eyes and all that stuff. But either way, it go, mm. man. Um. It, yeah, it's not. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't fly. It doesn't fly. It's not, not the same, man. Um, they know it, mm-hmm. but they know that shit resembles too much to blackface. And like Anwar said, they had to have somebody in the room, um, in order to you know, just just to check it out. And then they still let that yeah, shit ride. Man. But you know, it passes by twenty people, man, for someone not to pull at. You know if you want that, they pay- all approve. Yeah, but I guess those niggas like they on their payroll. They don't give a fuck. They just say, hey, go ahead and put mm-hmm. that shit out there. But um. And not in the defense of Gucci, but Gucci has responded by uh, coming up with a panel of, um, I guess, stylists, experts, and uh, uh, of diverse background by having a meeting in Harlem uh, with Dapper Dan, who yeah. also signed up with uh, Gucci Harlem. and all that stuff. And so they're supposed to be uh, supposedly uh, meeting to try to resolve these issues going forward and all that stuff. Um, but if they if 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 they want if they want any type of forgiveness, you need to do two things. First, you need to make a T-shirt since you since they fucking with Dapper Dan. Make a T-shirt that say uh, "R.I.P. Rich Porter." Mm-hmm. And two, uh, do something with Az Az Faison, the the real the real um, what's the movie y'all paid him? The real paid him full cash from Harlem. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll give you a second consideration. Oh my goodness, oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's Dre's. You in Harlem, Dapper Dan? That's their era. That's them right there. That's Dre's thoughts. Anyways, but uh, yeah, so yeah, that's what they're gonna do. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't really give a fuck about no Gucci. I don't give a fuck about no Louis. Yeah. All that shit. All that shit's overpriced for no reason and stupid. But hey, to each is his own, right? So I did but, hear that they 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 keep the shoes up though for you. I heard that. But like I said, to each of his own. But um, to move on, man, your boy uh, Floyd Mayweather basically said he don't give a fuck about us. Fuck the movement. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not a follower. Oh, yeah. He's not a follower. He move on his own pace. And um, in response, okay. your boy Cute music. Tip <laughs> dropped the dropped a hell of a diss record to Floyd yeah. going uh to going around and spending money at, at, at the Gucci store, man. And I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not really a fan of when people drop these like diss records in response like that, but this one right here that Tip did, yeah, yeah. he did his goddamn thing on this joint. So, yeah, man, it's quality. We need to hear that. Side of this joint called Buck Nigga. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck everybody else. Talking to you. Damn, it must suck to be a fart, nigga. Oh, greedy nigga, only thinking by itself. Hey, get the fame, they get the wealth. But people are struggling, who did you help? People are struggling, who did you help? Who did you help? Fart, nigga. Damn, it must suck to be a fart, nigga. Oh, greedy nigga, only thinking by itself. Hey, get the fame, they get the wealth. But people are struggling, who did you help? People are struggling, who did you help? Who did you help? Fart, nigga. As you have purses, you grab, could feed some countries out in Africa. You just go buy a lamb, a Bugatti, or something else that depreciate when you drive it off the lot and holler, fuck it, but fuck it. I change the subject. The greatest reward comes to obligation. You owe the generation after you, since they gon' live in the world that you made. Man, where your gratitude? You act like one no more poor people struggling after you. Yeah, you were the lad, nigga, you trash. You wouldn't never got big as you is if the folk in the hood was supporting your ass. See them same people that taking the stand. Give you the chance, you showing your way. I don't give a fuck how much money you have. What did you do with it? How did you use it to make an impact and influence the world for the better? You'd rather go buy some jewelry, whatever. But never should you ever think that it's gon' last forever. As soon as you blink, blink, it'll be gone. It as it came and you talk about when you were doing your thing man all of them profits man how many scholarships how many property did you donate to the people in poverty man i bet if any is not enough probably made it equivalent to hitting the lottery selfishness makes you a target for robbery could it be possibly you don't know people is starving and dying it this shit not on your mind what did you think about that because you make it i don't mean shit on the people who trying to be equal every day fighting oppression and you just go side with the evil man what did you care about did you not hear about black women missing we don't know they where about see that what you should be calling the mayor about off of whatever a fair amount. It's a water crisis I'm Flint. And ain't you from Michigan? Where's your empathy, nigga? I promise you, I see the bitch in these niggas. I see the bitch in these niggas. Do more or less, cause I ain't bitch these niggas. I think I just had an epiphany. Listen, the ego where the creeps go when they sacrifice their own people. I swear, all the money in the world ain't enough, nigga. If it mean I gotta live like a fart, nigga. Damn, it must suck to be a fart, nigga. Yeah, man. Shout out to Tip, man. Tilt basically, Tilt basically expressed every single thing I've always felt about Floyd in the first place. Um, yeah, I, I can say, hear J. Cole on that shit. I ain't gonna lie, Floyd. God damn. I can hear it too, but uh, yeah, man. Um, I've always thought that Floyd was always a, a selfish person who only thought about himself um, personally. Um, with the exception of his fighting and all that stuff, I give him that, but he always mm-hmm. seemed like he's always that ignorant ass nigga. Um, outside yeah. of the ring, and it, shit, Tip just basically just put all that shit out there, man. So, y'all yeah. want to go ahead and give y'all thoughts on the Mayweather situation as well as the Tip song and all that stuff? Okay, uh, um, I think like you said, Tip hit it on the head, especially when he said, you know, you 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 pretty much carry yourself like you're the last poor black person, like you're the last one that made it, which means I can do what I want. Like, no, there's still a social responsibility that comes with your achievements, like. One thing I mean it's hard to debate is, okay, it ain't like a celebrity where your fan base is what makes you rich. You know, that man's skill is what made him rich, you know, beating people's ass. So at the end of the day, you know, he can be somewhat titled self-proclaimed, you know, millionaire, damn near billionaire out this mug, you know, richest, you know, athlete out right now. But, um, again, the way you're still saying, well, forget the movement. Like, hey, I got money, I'm straight. Now you're shitting on everybody else. You know, that's one thing to get it and then, you know, reach back out, grab somebody else, but you getting it and you pushing everybody away. And like Tip said, you know, the generation behind us is going to live for whatever we created for them. You mm-hmm. creating the image of everybody's going to be the top box in the world, you know what I'm saying? 
Now you got people like damn uh what's the cat that just won that fight barely and he's acting like another fucking Mayweather. I mean I guess it's irrelevant, but now every every fighter that's how they carry themselves, cocky and that's what I do. I talk to the judges, I talk shit to everybody. That's that Floyd, you created that, you know what I'm saying? And that's not a good thing. You mm-hmm. just happen to be talented as hell. Not everybody gonna do that shit. Now you got us as a as a culture looking like that's how we carry ourselves. Like we need to have no humility anymore. Um as far as the Mayweather period, I think Mayweather has never been known for his smarts, and that's not even trying to diss. It's mm-hmm. just that's never been what he's been known for. It's kind of like uh, when they used to ask Young Thug, you know, what 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 about you and all your riches? He'd be like, man, I don't got no, you know, I don't even know how to respond to that shit. Like, I just know make money, do this, buy that. That's just all they know. You have to kind of, you have to develop some type of social responsibility. T.I. was, you know, uh, a D-boy. Everybody know that. But he also come from that hood, so he knows that, hey, Instead of just saying, hey, I did it, someone else, y'all should be able to do what I did. Nah, I'm going to try my best to make it possible for you to do something else. You know what I'm saying? Floyd, as one person, as a one person, you know, uh, Wolfpack, whatever you want to call it, he got too much money not to be a little more socially responsible, man. So I'm not in that man's pocket saying he should do something for me or you or anything like that. But uh, come on, bro, you got too much money not not to make some type of difference. You know what I mean? And I mean, that's all I got on that. Yeah, Dre, Dre, what you got? Mayweather, man, um, this just put him in a spot of like like, like a sellout, you know what I'm saying? I know he got his issues with T.I., but sometimes you just got to, you just got to keep, keep, keep your mouth closed, you know what I'm saying, about somebody you don't like and wait for the right time to say something like this ain't a time to play games and, and try to uh, uh, poke at T.I. or take a jab or whatever. And um, Floyd, feeble-minded Mayweather, you know, he just he just kind of showed the level of his intelligence. You know, he's, he sounds like a high schooler the way he's talking. Um, you know, sometimes a, a person can't really articulate themselves and they can't say, they can't really come up with anything intelligent to say. I don't know if y'all remember, like, from y'all freshman year to sophomore to junior year to senior year and all of that. So you got to grad school, you could you could fix your thoughts up better. And he just sound like somebody who's who's stuck in high school or, or even middle school. You talk about they say boycott and this 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 boy going on the yacht. Like <clears throat> we see what you represent and and you know it's a strike against you. And yes, he is a brother of ours, and uh, I can't even consider him a hero. Um, but I would like to point out this sound like something Lil Wayne would say if you ask me. Mm. Well, no, not necessarily. Why you got to bring Wayne? I, I get what Wayne, you're saying. Wayne wouldn't be saying. far from this sentiment. Uh, I get what you're saying. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne made a similar comment, not necessarily the same type of comment saying "fuck the movement" when it came mm-hmm. to Colin supporting the supporting Colin Kaepernick. But yeah, go ahead and compl- finish your thoughts about this. Go ahead and finish your thoughts. It's just not standing for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We know our struggle. We all should. We all should be proud of of where we stand based on our struggle and how we would like to see ourselves do better. Mm-hmm. So when you go against the grain, which I understand, and, and maybe maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Maybe he's not that intelligence to 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 break these little elements down about being a black man. Maybe he don't see it like that. But a lot of us are divided. And I guess the the goal is to try to bring us together. But when you do little things like that, it just kind of feeds more into the, the opposition, the, the mm-hmm. thank you, the division instead of the, the cohesiveness that we trying to get to. 
And sometimes we got to go for these companies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's how, all I got right now. Last thought. I'm sorry. We know how. No, go ahead. We all understand at this point how to come back at these companies. That's why T.I. and everybody mm-hmm. always says, okay, we're past the um, march and, and, and all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? That really does nothing. We know how to hurt yeah. companies. We know we're everyone's biggest consumer. Get them in the pockets. That's how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's why T.I.'s first thing was don't buy. That's number one. Even like uh, Killer Mike and them. Don't buy it. That's how you hurt their pockets. We know how to do it, but we don't have that control of ourselves to not do it. We always think, yeah. well, my dime don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? I can go spend my little money because these people spending a lot more, so my little dime ain't going to mean nothing to this movement. No, it does, man. Just like voting. Your vote matters. You know what I'm saying? Every mm-hmm. little contribution you can do to that movement matters, whether you think so or not. So you yeah. know, we know how to do it. We just don't go through with it fully, and we don't stay committed like we should. Yeah, and, and, and the more yeah, um, well, Lil Wayne, I just feel Lil Wayne. They got they got Wayne. no, they got white friends, and I guess they feel like they don't want to do their white friends dirty or something, or they don't see racism in certain ways because they're not dealing with it anymore. But come on, man, don't don't forget where you come from, and and, and don't forget to check on your people and your family and the people that that you connected to. To your you know? point, to that point that you just mentioned, um, I will sit here and say this that I've have seen and have heard. Uh, that Wayne giving back to the community, doing stuff for the community. I really haven't heard that much from Floyd at all in that okay. respect. So <laughs> Wayne, true. I think Wayne spoke ignorantly because one, he really didn't really know what the move, what the what the protest was necessarily about. And I okay. think he was more so not necessarily saying he had any problems with Kaepernick. He was more so saying that he didn't have that he didn't have any problems with the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I will show because you said you was boycotting. Well, I don't know if you said you was boycotting, but I would say in my and, and for me, I didn't boycott the NFL because I felt like that wasn't going to be an adequate method because there was nothing beyond not watching the not watching them when yeah. people going to the game and there wasn't consistency because at the same time those players those there are players of our ethnicity who still have to make still. a livelihood as well. Uh-huh. So that's the reason yeah. why I didn't support the the, uh, the boycott of the NFL. I supported Kaepernick and what he was trying to do. But mm-hmm. I just, but I just didn't feel like that method was the best way to get his point across and all that stuff for his. Um, for, I mean, that's that's how I felt about that. But we're gonna get into mm-hmm. Kaepernick later on, so we're not gonna mention that mm-hmm. right now. But I do want to mention T.I. been giving back to the hood. Too. Yeah, T.I. been giving back to the hood too. But I do want to mention that Floyd Mayweather did have a response to T.I. record being dropped. Uh, no, very, a very elegant message, by the way. It wasn't him. It was very. <laughs> that's what I said. Oh. A very elegant message that I do not <laughs> believe that he created. That basically called out T.I. saying you're a hypocrite when you're promoting uh, drugs and killing stuff in order to make your so, money, your fame, and all that stuff. Um, and the whole time that you're making all this stuff, I am supporting the black community by supporting my friend Dapper Dan, who was also signed to Gucci. It was, it was that that was his uh, his his statement in a nutshell. It was like six different pages, but I don't give a fuck about that. Um, but yeah, yeah, don't nobody believe what Floyd was saying, but with that shit. But his press team, his uh, press team did a good job <laughs> with that response. Exactly. That's one of the issues. Hold on, Dre. Uh, but I do want to go ahead and mention this now before I forget. Before, okay. Before Dre keeps talking, um, the All Star Game is going on right now, and I do want to give a shout out to Meat Mill, who just popped up and did the intro for all the All Star players wearing a brand called Off White to Anwar's point that they're being uh, high end. African-American brands, Off-White is one of those 
brands uh, that you know we could come out here and start promoting. And shout out to Meat oh, Mill. Oh, that's hard. Shout out to Meat Mill doing that. I can't afford Off White because I looked. I did look it up the other day, and that shit is uh-huh. expensive as fuck. But shout out to Meat Mill for doing that. I think that's a bit step in the right direction. They're working on it. They're working on it. Back to you, Dre. Go ahead and finish what you're about to say. No, I talk too much. You, you just made me think. I too much. <laughs> Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> all right man so i just got this tmz update that i'm gonna go ahead and just throw this out there um even though we're not on music yet your boy takashi sits nine mm. <laughs> <laughs> we snitched on now oh man so takashi sits nine if you guys have not have heard uh who got arrested back in maybe like at the end of last year sometime He's basically been snitching on everybody. <laughs> uh, wow. Chief Keith, uh, you know, racketeering, <laughs> conspiracy, firearms. He's yeah. been snitching on everybody um, and putting True. all the hits and all that stuff, man. But <laughs> there is, hold on, let me give you this right quick. They're saying that right now he is facing a minimum of four to seven years in prison and a Damn maximum it, of man. life behind bars with, if it would have pleaded guilty. Um, but like I said, there is an opportunity for him to get a uh, a a shorter sentence, mm-hmm. and um, he will be taken into taken. the witness <laughs> witness protection program. He'll be taken into the witness protection program, man. So, y'all want to yeah. show y'all quick thoughts on that subject about Takashi? Make it quick. <laughs> six nine man, holla! Yeah, six nine man. Um, you might want to reach out to Justin near LLC Professional Listening Services if you ever have any any thoughts or <laughs> regrets or just just want to express yourself and be understood or heard. Just a designated listening ear, you know, so you can vent and let your emotions just free. Understand me? Two five one, be heard. Plus two, take it away. Uh, I would say with the look you have left from fighting all of this stuff. You might want to have some, a second pair of eyes sewed on the back of your head because you're gonna have to watch your back every <laughs> possible. From here on out, I don't care what service you go under, witness protective service. Yo, you got a target, bro. You yeah. know, good luck to you, man. Yeah, that yeah, uh, that boy, that boy, yeah, I ain't got nothing to say to him, man. But <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess since I can, I guess I, well, let me go ahead and say this now because uh, I. But, <laughs> we meant to say this before we transitioned over to that TMZ update, but we, uh, you wanted to say something about Ti's sister Dre. Yeah, uh, we just want to, we just want to keep Ti's sister in our prayers. It has been reported that she's hospitalized in critical condition, and further de- details are scarce. So keep Ti's sister in your prayers. You know, Ti is family, so his sister is family. Exactly. That's so. all. It mm-hmm. is. Yep. Prayers up to tip, man. Prayers mm-hmm. up to tip, man. So to the Harris family, prayers up. Yep. Over the past <clears throat> over the past weekend, um, the Grammys uh, took place out in L.A., and there was a series of different events uh, that pretty much went on out there. I'm not sure if you guys have seen the Rock Nation photos that all surfaced uh, with uh, the Rock Nation brunch photos that all surfaced with Diddy. Uh, oh. Push T. Shit. It was pretty much every damn body who was any damn body was at this uh, brunch party. And shit was just shit was, shit was just live right before the Grammys um, took place and all that stuff, man. Um, but uh, only reason I'm bringing up this here brunch party is because a certain individual was at this brunch party. Um, but Dre had a uh, uh, something that he wanted to express about 
Steve Harvey and Monique having a conversation on the Steve Harvey show? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. There's news Yeah. Yep. So go ahead and give that, and then I'm gonna transition to Lori Harvey, who I want to <laughs> talk about. <laughs> so go We're gonna start off positive. Yeah, so, uh, is that oh. positive? Shit. Steve Harvey's situation ain't no better. But go ahead. Yeah. Steve. Steve Harvey and Monique. They sat down and and they had something that I believe is is a wonderful thing, a beautiful thing actually, when two black people come together and they have an intelligent, sophisticated conversation. Heated debate, conversation, whatever, what have you, is no ignorance in the midst of it, and it's based out of love. Dang, plus two, you just going young like that? Well, I'm giving my take. No, I'm just playing. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Monique shared her sentiments on where she was coming from, and Steve Harvey he challenged her. They both challenged each other, but at the end, at the end of the day, um, they agreed. Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey said. That he would try to reach out to Oprah, Tyler Perry, and what's the third? Who's the third person? Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels, Lee Daniels old Daniels, ass, and um, <laughs> try to get to see if they can have that. She could have a conversation with them, just to clear up the misunderstandings. But she did say on stage that they could. I guess they could, you know, suck something on her. You know that she mm. doesn't have. No, so I guess that's why they took offense. <laughs> Which that makes sense. But um, but yeah, I. I I approve of stuff like that, and I really wish at some point in time, I I wish that everybody who disagree with each other, no matter how much they hate each other, just kind of sit down and talk to each other. Don't swing no fists. See if we could come to an understanding and leave it at that. Now, you are, point, you are forgetting something that I kind of wanted to talk about about this situation, about Steve Harvey uh, mm-hmm. basically saying that it's about securing the bag, uh, securing the bag for your family. Uh, it don't matter about the morals and all that shit. You could do whatever you want to do, just as long as you are securing the bag first. That shit. I don't sounded, have kids. That shit sounded cool and shit's fuck. So I'm sorry, Steve Harvey I don't have said. Kids, man. I'm not talking about you having kids. I'm saying Steve Harvey saying it don't matter what it is, as long as he's securing the money for, uh, like giving up his beliefs and all this stuff, as long as he's securing his money first. That shit sounded cool mm-hmm. as fuck. I can't remember specifically what he said, but right, I think that that's what ignorant. it is. That shit was ignorant as fuck. Um, because you can still have morals and still secure the bag. Um, again, we're gonna get into Colin Kaepernick in a bit. <laughs> but see, but see, he 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 was he said when he said it's a money game, and he said to help the poor, we got we can't be poor. We can't we can't help the poor if we poor with them. And I get that that sentiment. I think some people prefer to play the spook that sat by the door, and others like to be you know the loud proud Tupac, and that'll get that can get you taken out. With some people, they just like to work on but, what they work on. But to your point, you can't support the poor if you're poor, but at the same time, you could be poor-minded, hence Floyd Mayweather. True. Mm. I can't argue that at all. You, you can set us back with, yes, not having the knowledge or, you know, or like Kanye, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your platform is bigger than you think. You say something so silly, one thing, you set us back, just that simple. You don't realize your your impact, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, don't, yeah. you don't realize that you have a huge impact on our community. Even without wanting it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so, okay. right, so could have chose better yeah, words. Man. Yeah, yeah, he could have chose better words. Probably, I, no, I don't even know. I, honestly, I honestly think he felt that way. To be honest with you, because that nigga is about his bag. <laughs> he is about his money. Shit, he was at yeah. he was at Trump he was at Trump office too at the with the White House home at uh, Trump's Towers too. Yeah, he was one of the first oh, ones. Oh shit, one of the first yeah. ones to get the photo up. Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah. Hey, what? Either way it goes, man. I want to talk about his uh, stepdaughter. Shout out to Lori Hart, man. Lori yeah. Harvey, who was at the Grammys brunch uh, as well with Rock Nation. Why was she at the Grammys brunch? I have no idea because I still don't know, mm-hmm. know what her talent is. But 
Uh, Lori Harvey, who is Steve Harvey's stepdaughter, was spotted out in uh, Atlanta here uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, of course, you guys, uh, some of you guys may know, she was uh, infamously, infamously, not infamously, famously dating Trey Songz publicly. Um, mm-hmm. But that that relationship came about um, after she got exposed by TMZ or some of the paparazzi or whatever when she was riding in the car. And um, allegedly, she was also dating Future at the same time. And then Future said mm-hmm. she ducked too late. <laughs> but then um, she was spotted out here doing in Atlanta doing Super Bowl weekend with somebody else. I can't remember who it is. But basically, she been out here doing her goddamn thing. Uh, <laughs> doing her goddamn thing. There's a meme that's going around as to, uh, with uh, Lori Harvey saying that she not she not uh, she don't have any side niggas. She got all the niggas. <laughs> Damn, there it is. And they say this I is respect a, the pimping, man. this is a product. This is a product of when um, <laughs> of who actually should have wrote of how man thinks um, the Steve Harvey book of how man. Oh, thinks. they say Lori Harvey should have actually wrote this shit because all these niggas mm. is chasing after her motherfucker. <laughs> Meet Mill gave her the shout out. <laughs> I got Lori Harvey on my wish list, and everybody just started running hey. with it, bro. So she was spotted at the Grammy brunch. Um, uh, talking, having a conversation with Jay Z before Beyonce arrived, and the Beehive got on Ooh. her ass, boy. <laughs> I bet they did. Damn the it, Beehive got on her ass, man, because <laughs> Lori Harvey took that Rihanna shit, that savage shit that Rihanna been doing, and been taking and running that bit out for the for the next generation, for the new generation, man. So, wow. Do y'all have any thoughts about Lori Harvey? Do y'all even know about Lori Harvey? I, did I just you know introduce you y'all to all this shit? Hey man, well, all I knew about. Oh, my phone, go ahead. No, I'm gonna say it. There's some women, there's some lady players out there too, man. Hey, yeah, man. yeah. that's that's it. That's really it. Like, she all I think I knew about her was Trey Songs, but you know, she found her claim to fame. She realized that the Kardashian thing works, and no one else is really doing it outside of the you know, the black shine and all of that. So, hey, why not be her? But she's not <laughs> doing what's, what is she doing? She's not doing anything. <laughs> dating celebrities, just dating different. She's not doing anything. Them, these niggas is chasing her. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But you know, if you're dating one and two at the same time, then you're allowing it. So in other words, you'd like, hey, okay, the more the merrier. Shit. And I, how you know they fucking? How you know she fucking? You don't know she fucking. You right? We don't. We, Man, we don't, she fucking. You know. <laughs> yeah. We get, don't, but we can assume. Who future <laughs> Trey songs and who? This is future Trey songs. There was a couple other niggas that's been that's been out. But just saying, niggas just want niggas just want her. Niggas just after her. That's all I'm saying. Just all like niggas yeah. is after Rihanna, bro. Niggas is after her. She putting that grip on them niggas. <laughs> so <laughs> keeping it with the Grammys, right? Quick, man. I, I ain't gonna stay here for too long, man. But uh, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Kendrick Lamar, uh, who won. I can't remember the exactly what award it was, but your boy Future got a Grammy, bro. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, there it is. He got a Grammy? Yes, your boy Future got a Grammy for the song with uh, King is Dead with Kendrick Lamar. Oh, for Black Panther? <laughs> yeah, Kendrick Lamar. Um, dang, 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 dang. I can't even remember the dog. The one we was talking about. Yeah, the, the, and your, the and, one we and, always talk about. And your favorite song, La Di Da Your yeah, favorite part of the song. Future got a Grammy for that, bro. He won a Grammy for that. Um, what's yeah. the, what's the, uh, J Rock? J Rock, J Rock said, man, he thanked Future so much for that because that's what got the um, uh, you know, that's what got that shit up in the charts. Yeah, man. So that's hilarious that Future won a Grammy mm-hmm. for that. Um, your boy, wow, your boy also won Record of the Year. Um, uh, your boy, uh, Childish Gambino won Record of the Year for This Is America. Oh yeah, deserved. 
which was deserved, deserved and your girl Cardi B won rap album of the year. Which I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. mad about. A lot of people are mad and mm-hmm. upset about it, but I'm not mad about it. It was a tough category between her, uh, Pusha T, um, her, Pusha T, who else was in that category? Oh, Victory Lot with Nipsey Hustle. Mac Miller was in there, and it was one other album in there. But either way it goes, I'm not mad. I think whoever won that, honestly, with the exception of Mac Miller, it would have been cool. Yeah. But I'm not a Mac Miller fan like that, so. Don't kill me. And if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> isn't that the first woman to win at awards, Lauren Hill? Yep. Who also outshined first female? Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. And after that award was announced, your girl Nicki Minaj got attacked by BET because Nicki Minaj Damn still it, has not won, gra- won a Grammy. Dre, I go think ahead. it was the dude from the Grammys. Huh? I think it is the dude from the Grammys. That that um Ariana Grande, the same cat Ariana Grande was coming after. What are you talking about? The director. No, they, I said BET got attacked. <laughs> BET attacked Nicki Minaj with the quote Attack that you me. just said uh, about. Uh, well, anyways, after after right. Nicki after Cardi had won that award, BET made a tweet saying that um, now and now Nicki is getting dragged by her wig or something like that. And mm-hmm. BET came back and had to make a public apology to Nicki Minaj. But there is a point to be made that Nicki Minaj still has not won a Grammy. Um, uh, Cardi had, mm. of course, the beef is there, so she felt some type of way. There was she was supposed to go out onto her um, radio show, uh, Barbie Radio show on I- I- Apple Music, and she was supposed to give a little bit more details behind who she pissed off to what Dre was getting to, even mm-hmm. though he missed mm-hmm. he missed what I was trying to get him to go in. My bad. <laughs> She went in and basically said uh, um, that somebody, one of her fans, or somebody had asked her who did she piss off that she hasn't won a Grammy yet. And she went on to say that it was the same person that Ariana Grande had pissed off um, to what Dre was getting to. And then, uh, yeah, man. uh, Also as well, I want to mention as well, Drake did win a Grammy for God's Plan. Um, I believe mm-hmm. okay. for best song of the year, right? Something like that. Song of the year. Right. Song of the year. So, so. Oh yeah, song of the year, yeah, yeah. Song of the year. So, but yeah. Uh, any thoughts on the Grammys, real quick? I know y'all said y'all didn't watch it, so I didn't want to stay on it for too long. But did y'all see him get cut off? I did see. Him I get didn't cut see off. that. I did see him get cut off. I did um, watch that part. I came in and watched the ending of the Grammys, and I went back and watched the clip where he got cut off. Mm-hmm. Um, what was he saying? He was basically just saying that you don't need a Grammy to validate your uh, success, and basically saying that. Uh, this don't really mean nothing. And then selling out the Grammys, and the Grammys are like, nigga, fuck that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, they didn't even give. They didn't even give him the music. <laughs> oh, they, they cut his mic off. Nigga, they could went straight to commercial on his ass. <laughs> but anyway, well, it goes. He, he what he was saying was actually was a valid point, um, because the Grammys is, uh, uh, I think, a biased uh, system, a biased award, um, but. I'm not mad at I, I'm not mad at the awards that were won that night. Um, but yeah. yeah, a Grammy doesn't matter. I don't really watch the Grammys. The only reason I watch the Grammys that night is to see how J Lo's performance was gonna be, which I'm still <laughs> the upset. Motown shit. I heard which, it was decent. Which I was still upset about. People, some people, some people liked it. I didn't like it. Um, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got for the Grammys. Anything? Any thoughts? Anything else from you guys? Man, no. shout out to the niggas who won the Grammys. Fuck the Grammys. Though. All right, well. Well, yeah. we're gonna go ahead. I was ahead. gonna say, shit. yeah, well deserved awards, the ones you named. So I think everyone that you named deserved what they got. Yeah. So good All job. Right, then. Well, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna wrap up music in a bit. 
Uh, but we first want to go ahead and give a shout out to Drizzy Mo, not Drizzy Mo, yeah, <laughs> to, uh, to yeah. Drake, <laughs> to the sixth guy Drake for re-releasing his ten years, uh, ten year anniversary of So Far Gone and re-releasing it on Apple Music. Uh, right now it is the number one streamed album on Apple Music, and that's pissing a lot of people off <laughs> because it is a mi- because it's an old mixtape, and it was funny that. All these new kids. Damn, you heard this new Drake that just dropped? For real? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So it was a hella hilarious, man. So I, we all wanted to give a quick shout-out to Drake for that. Um, Can I he, say something? He's going to break some records with this uh, 10-year re-release of So Far Gone. Go ahead, Dre. Best I ever had. I can't stand that shit. So much. I think the reason why you can't stand it is because they played that shit so fucking much that it's embedded in our head. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the reason why yeah. I couldn't stand it either. At first, when I first listened to it, it was cool. It was but they, they kept playing that shit over and over. That shit was literally on repeat, bro, for forever. Mm-hmm. He got so much music, and this 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 mixtape was hard. Like I just be wanting niggas to play some. It just remind me of one hundred two jams. You know, sorry y'all, inside joke. I hate that. Yeah, that shit. I I feel you on that though. But let's go ahead and wrap up this music thing, man. Dre said he had one with us today, so man, let's go ahead and snap it up. Give it up for your one and one in hip hop history, hipster. Yes, yes, y'all. This is the Hip Hop History Hipster. Um, it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Uh, anyways, I've, I've tried to go back into the history in the beginning of hip hop, but as you can see, that shit took me a month. So right now, I just want to say, start off with, baby, I like it raw. You understand me? And uh, Wu-Tang is for the children, okay? ODB, the old dirty bastard, old dirt, dirt dog, Dirk McGurk in the old dirty Chinese restaurant. Um, originator, originally from Brooklyn, but he hung around with um, with RZA, with RZA mostly. And RZA is kind of like the big brother of Wu-Tang. He put all that stuff together. They consider Staten Island to be Shaolin from the 36 Chambers or Enter the 36 Chambers from one of those martial arts movies from back in the day. And one thing people think about ODB is that he's crazy, which he is crazy, but he's not stupid. You know what I'm saying? He he was a five percenter, like most of the cats up in New York at the time. Five percenter is they figure that um, 85 percent of the world is lost. Ten percent are evil and five percent of the poor righteous teachers. And they got 120 lessons and all of that shit. So <clears throat> every now and again, you'll hear him in the interview talking that deep shit and it just comes out of nowhere but i just think that he operated on a different level than other people and his first album i think it's return of the of the nine return of the 36 chambers or something like that it's a vibe it's crazy it's hardcore he's doing a lot of noise a lot of singing a lot of goofy shit but that's ODB. It's still hip hop, and he does throw a couple bars in there for you one time for your mind. And um, I believe, oh yeah, he had thirteen kids. That's that's uh, worth that's worth mentioning. <clears throat> he went to he went to prison. He went to prison for I don't remember how many years, but this was sometime in the late nineties. Uh, he he was a wild boy, man. He was a wild boy. But another thing that's important to understand is he was also a big brother to the Wu. A lot of people think that he was just, you know, tagging along being crazy, but they said that he he would 
he would support a lot of them. He would give them a lot more confidence. He was he, he even says he was the big mouth of the clan, but he would give them kind of like the, the the boldness and be like, come on, y'all, get it together, even one on one sometimes. So that's ODB, y'all, old Dirt McGurk. Oh baby, I like it raw. Check out his his album. It's it's really a vibe. The the return of the thirty six chambers or nine chambers or some shit like that. My favorite shit on there is the stomp for some reason. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, right, History hipster signing out. Yes, sir. I ain't gonna lie to him, man. So, I, um, ODB was definitely one of my favorite Wu Tang. Uh, probably my favorite Wu Tang member at the time. That mm-hmm. he was alive, and then I actually started liking Redman and Method Man after I started fucking with ODB. But yeah, yeah, man, uh, shout out to him, boy. That was actually a pretty good one. Can't even argue with y'all on that one. He understand me. Yeah, man. So we're gonna go ahead and transition into our conversational piece right quick. Um, over the past maybe like week or so or something, there has been a voicemail clip. And um, hold on, Anwar or one of y'all, your TV's too loud, please. <laughs> Close to watch. It, could, <laughs> it could be mine. Baby Shark. Movie. I mean, you hear that Baby Shark nah. in the background? So the conversational piece, man, takes place behind a voicemail that we heard on that been went viral on Instagram and Twitter, man. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play this clip right here, and then we're gonna go ahead and get back into our topic right quick. Hold on. All right. Hey, this is Melvin. I texted you last night. You never responded back. Um, if you didn't want me to have your number, then why did you give it to me? That was kind of like dumb as hell. You seem like you're one of these little young, dumb-minded brides. You got your little rinky-dink minimum wage job at Marshall's, and you think you're the bomb and ain't even a firecracker wearing wigs like you some 90-year-old lady with no hair. I mean, I thought you had a nice face and body but beyond that there's so many chicks in san diego with that and i got plenty of them so i'm not about to be chasing you around i mean unless you're mentally retarded or something normally when somebody calls or texts you that you gave your number you respond back so i guess you're too retarded to realize that so i'm gonna just go ahead and delete your number yeah, man. So this is going to get into our conversational piece uh, that we kind of alluded to <laughs> a little bit earlier. Um, you know, especially when it comes to this dating game and when it comes to this thing called dating. This is a man's podcast. So, ladies, we're yes. going to give you some real nigga shit <laughs> this episode. Mm-hmm. Some real nigga news this episode. So we want to go ahead and apologize to y'all now, uh, just in case. For but, the insensitivity. Um, yeah, man. So as you all know, um, when we out in these streets or whenever we're out and about, um, we see it all the time. You know, a guy try to holler at a chick, especially <laughs> when you was in the hood. A guy try to holler at a chick, mm-hmm. you know, try to get a girl's number and all that stuff. And that girl ignore him. Uh, I'm going to tell you one of my funniest stories was when I was actually, the first time I ever went to D.C., I went to when FAMU was playing Howard for their homecoming game. And... um we out, you know, on the strip. Of course, they have, you know, their little strips, kind of like how we had our strip at FAM, and everybody hollering at the chicks. Nigga was like, nigga said, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, ma, what's up? Hey, ma, what's up? She kept walking, she kept walking. All right, then, fuck you then, bitch. I could have paid your whole scholarship all the way through this shit. We've heard about this too much. There's a meme circulating around that's similar to that, man. So why do we as men have a hard time accepting rejection? Nice. Dre, you want to start that? You want me to start it? Man, I'm the rejection king. You hit me? 
and getting rejected since, since shit. Since I started hanging with Plus Two, Rito, and all the women. You know? I've been the third party, fifth party man my whole life. Listen, man, and, and I, I might need to start a school. You young punks out there who don't... That nigga sounded old, didn't he? No, I don't know what he, he sounded he sound like. A big, he sounded at least over 30. He sounded at least over 30. Yeah, big loser, man. Big loser. A while ago, this ugly-ass nigga was trying to tell me how he felt about girls, black girl, girls at FanView. And I just... I was like, bro, but... What, like... Do you ever take accountability on, on what you're doing? The girls might not like you because you don't know how to talk to them. You might not be funny, and they might not think you attractive. He looked like an old boy from the woods. This nigga was black as hell with the bug eyes, too. <laughs> so f- from then, and just understanding, like, girls, w- women, girls, young ladies, they could be busy in their mind. Plus, two used to throw stuff at them back in the day when they ain't turn around and speak to us. <laughs> mm. We was, bad. we was bad our first two years, but then we started to mature <laughs> and understood that, you know, maybe she's busy. Maybe she, you know, maybe she is occupied, preoccupied in her own mind, or she just don't want to talk to you. You may have an opportunity later, but just let it be. If a girl don't like you, she don't like you. The girl don't like you. Nobody <laughs> like you. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I think men, uh, they, they're getting too, I don't know, like, go get your testosterone and, and, and get it at us. You know what you need to do? This is what you need to do. Go on YouTube, listen to Pimpin' Can, play you some sugar-free, and get some pimping in your blood, man. You need to understand, rejection happens every day. And it's okay to just take it and accept it. She might not like you today. Maybe you need to come a little harder, come better. Try something different. Find your ass some swag. You know, go to the four corner, corners of the earth. Find some swag or find your swag. And then, you know, maybe maybe you might catch her at the right time. But don't do what this sucker here did, man. He going to get his ass locked up with that bullshit. <laughs> Rejection King signing out. You ain't man. even answered the question, bro. <laughs> That's not a question? No, the question is why do men have hard times with rejection? Oh, because they, they, um, why do men have hard times with rejection? Oh, because we feel, we can't handle, can't handle shame. Can't okay. handle shame, can't okay. handle being on the spotlight. You know how guys are, even with playing a video game. The guys who talk the loudest trash, when they lose, they, they the ones that they usually get mad. So you take that shit to heart. Don't take it to heart. Just, just talk to her. In fact, you know, use that as your lessons. You know what I'm saying? Use that as your lesson. You already answered my second That's question, real. so I'm not going to ask you the second question. I'm going to wait for two to answer his question. Yeah, man, get that sucker shit right. off your blood. Well, first first things first, shout out to Melvin for keeping <clears throat> one hundo on that voice. <laughs> he told us exactly how he felt. He didn't filter it. He was calm about it, even though it was rude. He was very calm about it. He just let him know, you're a retard, and you should have gave him your number if he didn't want to holler at it. Shit, okay. And I'm going to delete it now, you know. But anyway, uh, why do men suffer with rejection? And um, I think, Dre, you kind of made a valid point. It's because, you know, <laughs> we just don't like to be told no. Um, let's see. I guess do we answer from a personal aspect? Let's just say yes. Um, rejection, for me, why I wouldn't personally accept rejection? Because, one, and it ain't to brag, but I'm not used to it. You know what I'm saying? Not used to rejection. But you also have to remember, as a man, everybody ain't for everybody, which means, like you said, Dre, 
you may not be for her. And you might even be on something like the wood, which is you let that nigga Terry know a little better than you. <laughs> but at the end of the day, oh, that's a good one. That <laughs> is a good one. That is a good but one. Terry, but Terry might have had, like you said, might have fit on, and maybe that's what that chick is going for. So maybe when you do take your rejection, you have to look at it this way. That might be saving you something. You might not have needed that. That might have been a headache. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to just think bigger than yourself. And that's the hardest part for men to do is think outside their ego. The ego won't allow them mm-hmm. to accept it because they think that, you know, they're always one up on someone else. You know, most men carry themselves as if they're better than the average man, as you should. But mm-hmm. when it comes to a woman and they reject you, you feel like I'm better than the average man. So why did you tell me no? You know what I'm saying? And again, mm-hmm. after you let that nigga Terry Bone. And I know I'm better than him, you know. So, I mean, I think that answers the question. It's just it's a ego thing, and like you said, shame. We just don't like it. It really sit, doesn't sit well with us. You know what I mean? It hurts. <laughs> yeah, I think actually and we shouldn't take it to heart. We do. I think know? you actually hit it on the head. Like it's an ego thing, <laughs> and especially yeah. in the situation that you know that, like Anwar said, it's a competitive thing as well. You let that nigga smash you. <laughs> And I know I love that, that nigga. I know I, I know I'm fine. That nigga. I got more money than that nigga. When you still that, that nigga smash, so it's definitely an ego thing and a competitive nature as well. Um, I think when I say competitive nature, is because niggas want to know that they have they have the capability to pull whoever they want to pull, and no, it's almost like a sport. Don't. Like most of the time, some niggas even I know <clears> back in the days, I used to pull numbers just to pull numbers, uh, just to get a mm-hmm. number. Not even necessarily because I wanted to holler. It was just just because yeah, I wanted sport. to know I could do it. I would it. say that for sports. Yeah, I, yep. I, I, I want. I know I have the capability of doing it, and that's really it. That really will be it. So when you get rejected, you like shit. I got to get my confidence up. And to Dre's point, even though he mm-hmm. didn't say it yet, he ain't say it yet. That's when you got. That's when sometimes you got to lower your. Uh, Lower your standards a little bit. I, standards, um, baby. You know, start back, start back at the bottom. Start shooting free throws. You got to start shooting free throws and warm back mm-hmm. up. Once you start warming back up, then you shooting them three pointers. So, <laughs> so that that I think that is the reason uh, to what everybody pretty much said is the ego thing, man. Um, but now my question is, and Dre already answered it, so I'm not asking Dre because he already okay, answered. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm done. What is the best? What is the best way to deal with rejection? Two. Oof what you just you just answered it too in your description the best way to deal with it mm-hmm. is to understand uh well to my point which is everybody ain't for everybody so the best way to deal with it is to drop your standard a bit and i guess you could just practice on something you know that you would think totally would be easier you know you know the best way to deal with it is you know a lot of men have female friends if you're really that worried and think that it's something that could be with you ask your, your women friends hey ladies you know Tell me something that you think if we were to, if I were to talk to you, that rubs you the wrong way so I know I can't, you know, throw that out there next time I spit my game. I won't name no names, but we all have friends, and maybe Watts can attest to this friend who just, he's just like a, a what's the opposite of a magnet? <laughs> you know, that's what he is. That's what he is to women. So oh, for some reason, when, I know he, what about. When, he, <laughs> when he enters himself into the equation, it just turns the woman completely around. And it's almost like that's his skill. There's two friends that were. That's two friends I'm thinking of. Which friend are you talking about? Talk about. I get uh shit. Um, like data, yes. Bo- Let me steal that bottle. Uh, I got you. Uh, that I got you. That's exactly who I yeah. thought you was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like it's it's almost just that's just what what you are now. So I guess what was the question again? What's the best way to deal with it? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. try to understand. 
Well, no, no, that's that's that would be a solution for yourself. Best way to deal with it is to move on, drop your standards, try something that's a little easier, and build your confidence back up to where, you know, rejection won't mean that much to you. So I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off of what you said a little bit as well. Um, me personally, I never, I, I have a hard time with lowering my standards. So I'm gonna get to, I'll get back, to, I'll come back to that one. I do want to sit here and say that cussing out a bitch ain't going to solve shit. <laughs> that ain't going to solve shit. Saying that, you know, uh, I got plenty of other hoes, so why would I come? Like Melvin said, I got plenty of other hoes, yeah. so why am I worried about you? That ain't going to solve shit because all you just basically just told me that you ain't got no hoes. That's the reason why you left that yeah, place in the first it. place. Oh, you preach that. Go ahead. <laughs> um, then he right on the ledge being gay. I can hear it in his voice. Like, y'all women get on my nerves for the last time. You stupid, <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and so yeah, cussing them out it ain't gonna do shit, but ruin your name in the streets a little bit more. Um, so yeah. you know, if you just get rejected, whatever, you know, suck that shit. I'm not gonna, yeah, suck it up, vent to your homeboys. I would just say whatever you want to say to yourself that you can, you know, just brush it off. But at the same time, don't mm -hmm. take offense to it because, like Anwar said, you know, everyone's not for you, and if that person is not going to accept. You know the way that you approached her. Hopefully, it was a respectful mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Then, obviously, she's not for you because she's not she's not interested in how you came at her. So, yeah. all right, cool, set that up. And to me, the real reason why I kind of I used to have a big thing about rejection. The real re and that's probably the reason why I used to talk myself out a lot of pussy. Because you like it. <laughs> no, sorry, Dre. Because um, <laughs> I've also got myself in a lot of pussy. So let's not start drinking. <laughs> Just now because, be sure just, be, just because you just lost your virginity baby. a couple years ago, let's not start Dre. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but go ahead. But I, I used to have a big thing about not being uh, about rejection because Anwar could attest to this too. Because sometimes I could reject somebody too friendly, and that's how mm -hmm. I end up getting into dun, 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 uh, that's another subject. The friend zone. Yes. Oh. So, which is a real place, by the way. It, which folks. is a real oh. place. Which is yeah. a real place. But it is a place that you can't get out of. I just want yes. to say that. Yeah. But <laughs> the friend zone is a real place. But yeah, man. So that's the real thing that that I think a lot of people do have fear of of when they go and get rejected. So when they do reject, or when they do uh, holler at a chick and whatever, and they get rejected, they might not be put in that place, so they end up in a, in that friend zone. All I got to do, mm -hmm. do is say is, you know, get your player card up, man. Talk to your homeboys. Vent with your homeboys. It's okay yeah, to vent with your homeboys. And just be like, dang, dog, what, what happened with this one? Uh, something like that. And like you, NY said, talk to your homegirls. I came at it like this. Mm -hmm. So why why you don't think it worked? I mean, it's yeah. it what it is. At the end of the day, you ain't going to put – even Jordan ain't shoot 100%, make a 100% hit shot. So. You know? Can I say one more thing? Go ahead. <laughs> Real brief. And that's your um, second time, and that's your second episode in a row referencing light skin. So, are you saying that you have some colorism in you? Uh, before <laughs> I moved down south, I was a little lighter than this, you know. That has anyway. uh, so yes, you do have colorism. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, real quick, real quick, uh, one way that you can practice when you see a pretty woman or or speak to a lot of pretty women, just say hello, just say hi, just say how you doing, and and just kind of go based off the energy if they keep on passing that's cool you know what i'm saying but start with hi hello and see where it goes from there and also go out go out places where people are and practice mingling with people you know what i'm saying you it, it may allow you to develop your personality you know some people end up starting conversations with you you know and then sometimes you'll you'll have the opportunity to uh test your boldness out or something you you something that you thought of or whatever and and watch hitch that might help you too don't watch hitch that, that help. ain't gonna help <laughs> 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 uh, so we're gonna have we're gonna turn this conversation full circle by the way so uh ladies mm -hmm. yeah 
We gonna come yeah. back uh, to why why niggas uh re- reject y'all ass as well. So keep 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 listening, keep listening, keep listening. But to the point I was saying, man, the fear of falling into that friend zone, man. Uh, do anybody want to share the stories about being dropped into that dreadful, dreadful place? Anwar. Anwar. Let me see. Um, why? As soon as uh, <laughs> as soon as that question comes. Monique walks through the door. Of How course, convenient. of course. <laughs> hey, Monique. Hey, Miss Williams. Just stares me in the face. I'm like, okay. She didn't hear the question, but now I have to answer it. All right, so repeat the question so I can be clear on how to answer. The question is, uh, <laughs> the friend zone. How do, how, how do, what are some ways that you end up falling into the friend zone, and what are some ways uh, that you've gotten out okay. of the friend zone? Okay, great, great, great question. Give me uh, about five so seconds. The main... The main ways you will fall um, into that to that zone is by um, over. Uh, all right, she's gone. I can be real now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you see, I'm up here floating and fluffing. Okay. The main, the main ways you can get stuck in, or put in the friend zone is because you're over. You're being over friendly. So, as a lot of people say, you you your representative is who comes out first for you. In other words, your true self isn't who introduces themselves to a woman. It's your representative at the time, you know, whoever is trying to get to that woman. So you're over friendly. You're doing everything you think she wants, catering to everything she needs, and you're doing nothing for yourself. So what the woman is, oh, wow, this is perfect, you know, or you're just talking to her just like she's one of her girlfriends. So now she's developed a comfort for you. And if she gets too much comfort, she skips straight past the attraction and goes straight to the comfort. So now all you represent to her is comfort. And not even in a sexual manner. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So you're being so nice. You're catering. Sure, you can come over. You can stay the night. Yeah, you can sleep in my bed. I'll sleep on the couch. You And you never come in and try to creep in the bed while she's in there. You know, you don't do the things you should do to let her know that there's attraction here. You're scared to let her know you're interested because then you're thinking, okay, now I'm just like every other dude. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure she sees that I'm different from every other dude. So by all means, do not take a shot. Just let her know you're here for her. You know what I'm saying? And you do that for so long to where you think she's going to catch it and say, and maybe take her own shot first. This happens. And when that happens, that means they were already attracted to you. That works too. But a lot of women, they're just going to say, well, this guy really ain't checking for me. I'm not going to make the first move. It's his job to make the first move. Mm-hmm. But if he's going to keep being nice, I'm going to keep taking advantage. If he's the guy I come to um, for snacks at night, you know, I'm just thinking about college stuff. If he's the guy I come to to smoke with, if he's the guy that always has the bottles. If he's the guy that's going to give me gas money, you know, he saved me this many times, that's my go-to now. So now you become that crutch for her for only that. Why she has that other guy that's just throwing dick down. Thrashing you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm <laughs> you know, breaking your little heart. Down, you know what I'm saying? And then she comes to you for the cuddle. So it's like she gets dick down over here, and then she calls you for the cuddle. That's the What's that video that, that I had posted in the group chat the other day? Yeah, <laughs> Wait, happened, that man? video I posted in the group chat the other day, in the guy's group <laughs> chat. Uh, about uh, the, her going over to her friend's house to comfort her, and he and he was like, "Nah, he not the one for you." And he had to try to take advantage, try to take a shot. Yeah, and she yeah, was like, yeah. she was like, I, I don't even look at you like that. You like my little brother. There you <laughs> go, brother. To the heart. So that's how one. That's how one, when you get in a friend zone. Now you said an example of how we may have gotten in it ourselves. No, how? how um, yeah, if you want to give an example, uh, an example of how you gotten out, either one. Ooh, um, honestly, it's gonna sound rude, but. Anytime I felt like I was even close to being friend zone, the way out of it was honestly through rudeness, man. I had to be blunt. 
You know, I had to, just like Buddy was in that little video, I had to be blunt and be like, you know what? I know I might have painted a picture that I'm here to be your friend and all that, but just know there is an objective here, and it's to get between them legs, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. a lot of women be like, what the fuck? Oh, hell no, nah, and they move on. But actually, the majority of them understand that, and if they're real enough, they're going to say, you know what? Half the time, they wanted it too. They were just waiting for you to, to do it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Plan so you just, have to take an, you just have to take an aggressive step to let them know that, hey, Yes, I'm here because I do care for you, you're cool peoples, but th- there is an objective. There is something else that I'm working on here, and it's to get you in them sheets, you know what I'm saying? So that's really it. I mean, there's no nice way to get out the friend zone, bro. Honestly, yeah. there's no nice way. The only nice way to get out the friend zone is Disappear. you stumble out of there. You stumble out. What I mean by stumble out is you're there as you always are for her. She just got hurt 10 times out of 10 by another dude. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and then no. she leans on you, and next thing you know, she comes on to you. So you stumble out the friend zone. But there's also a great chance that even if you just stumble out of the friend zone for a night, you're still back in it the next day. You thought you stumbled out for, oh, shit, I got it. Uh, I went out the friend zone. Oh, yeah. no, you were just a gay friend she slept with. That's all you were. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> that's it. So usually it has to be an aggressive manner to get you out the friend zone. That's how it's been in my, my case yeah. in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah. Years ago. Fucking married. So. Hey, bro. I, yeah, you hit you hit that one out of the park, bro. You like Barry Bonds on that one, bro. I can't even hey, lie to you, bro. Hey. You sounded like yeah. Barry Bonds. Book coming on soon. Book coming soon. You know what I mean? F the friend zone. Drizzy, yeah, you got something on that? To. Um, yeah, yeah. When you start listening to her stories about other guys, it's over for you more than likely. You know what I'm saying? And when you start being, when you start trying to give advice, really, he did what? Well, maybe you should. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you should do like. Or he's not like plus two said. He's not the one for you and shit like that, but. You know, he's he's not the one for her, but he's the one that she's taking it from. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't sit in don't sit around giving too much of the emotional the emotional stuff. Sometimes you gotta have your, your guy phrases in the tuck, you know what I'm saying? Throw them out there every once in a while, you know. Yep. Yeah, Very important. Let me ask y'all this question. Oh, flirt. Do you have a uh do y'all really believe that uh, what is the saying that a, a woman knows that if she's gonna fuck or not in the, in the first, first few first few minutes? Yeah. Y'all, yeah. Do y'all believe that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so can I can I comment to that? Or you want to just ask? Yes. Go ahead and comment. Go ahead and comment. Careful. Go ahead. Um. No, nah, it's okay. I mean, shit. One, the wife, she don't support me. She don't listen to the podcast. But um. <laughs> nah. Anyway. Um. Yes, I I, I truly <clears throat> really believe that that is the case. Um, because it, it's all on their face. It's all on their expression. It's all on how they carry themselves. Dre, you can attest to this. How many times we done been out in the past from Tallahassee days to even, you know, up here, and you see something, the first thing you say is plus two. You see how she was looking at you? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. They know immediately <clears throat> if they're going to do that or not. You know what I'm saying? Now, the confirmation is where uh, where your conversation is after. All mm-hmm. it takes is the intro. Hey, how are you doing? I'm such and such. If the tone is right, the, the confidence is right, all you did was say, oh, yeah, you just confirmed that, yeah. I'm going to fuck him. I want to fuck him. You know what I'm saying? That's just the girl thinking. So, yeah, I really agree that in the first few minutes, honestly, in the first few seconds, a woman knows if they're going to or want to. Not going to, sorry. Want to sleep with you or not. Yeah, man. So y'all are here, here first. Who's the, who's the biggest hoe of the podcast? Nah, whatever. <laughs> nah, I'm just, just playing with you. You answer it because you asked your question. But, uh, <laughs> nah, but to, go ahead and answer. To, to, to your point, to your to your point. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. I'm still watching this All-Star game as we record. But uh, yeah, to your point, man, uh, the shit is hilarious uh, that you said that, though, because that is actually valid um, that, you know, they'll give you that look just to let you know that, you know, hey. And there's also another meme that's out there. Um, 
I believe it was a scene in Girls Trip when the dark skinned <clears throat> nigga was walking down the strip and he looked up at Jada, Bur- at Jada Pinkett, on Bourbon Street. And uh, he looked right. up at uh, Jada, yeah, Jada Pinkett, yeah, I believe. Jada Pinkett, yes, and, uh, sir. I know that's the scene. meme is basically, you know, this is me shooting my shot. I, I only get, you only get a uh, couple seconds to shoot yours to shoot yours back or something like that. Mm-hmm. If not, you missed the opportunity. Um, and that's honestly is probably my the, one of the biggest reasons why I used to get into the friend zone is because even when I did shoot my shot, or even when I did mm-hmm. would have that conversation to Anwar's point, I was way too passive aggressive. Um, yeah. And you was I, a tease, bro. That's what you were. I, yeah, oh. I was a tease, and like, and I, I've had those conversations later on. Was like. You weren't aggressive enough, and that's the reason why you know we you know why we never worked out or something like that. And like I said, I talk myself out of the pussy because sometimes I'll be oblivious. <laughs> to, I'll be oblivious as fuck when uh, somebody is trying to give me that pussy. So uh, and sometimes I and sometimes I just might not be feeling that feeling that that person. So that's mm-hmm. gonna get into the conversation of why we ghost motherfuckers in a minute. So uh, mm-hmm. but I think Anwar hit it on the head um, directly <clears throat> his, with his comment and, and about basically you know. In order to get out of that, you have to be more blunt about it. In order to get out of the friend zone, and you mm-hmm. have to, you know, be mm-hmm. truthful about your intentions, and you know, let it be known of how you feel about somebody, and that's how you could end up coming up out of that friend zone. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. man. So yeah, man. So and don't get mad at her either if she calls your brother. Yeah. Just it's over, man. If you Fuck and in the event, in the <laughs> event over. too, I do want to sit here and say that that when you are making that uh, intention known about what it is, you can't be mm-hmm. mad if the friendship is over. Yeah. As well. It's over, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Or, gotta, or a step further, you have to be prepared yeah. to end the friendship based yeah. off what you're going to express. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, man. That is, man. That's a, that's a good conversation that we had about the friend zone and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. now, um, she'll come back fat. White and that is another thing, Dre. You're right. That is, you're right. Especially back in high school, all those ones that we used to shoot our shot at back when we didn't know had no game. They would come right back around, like you know. I always had a crush on you back then. Like, bitch, stop. I'm straight. God you, fell, you fell off. I'm still on, nigga. Don't, don't, don't get yeah, mad at me. Promise me, we promise we can have a, a whole nother conversation about this later. Exactly. Please let us yes. have a segment exactly. about about the damn you problem. fat. Whatever, whatever we can call it, we have to come back and revisit that. For real, we definitely want. That's gonna be a whole nother episode. It's gonna be a whole nother episode to come back and get something. Um. So yes. Most of this conversation is coming around, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you guys know. Or if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, not no, not on Twitter. I'm off of Facebook now. But if you've seen me on Instagram and even on our IG story at I, um, LR Banner 407, L R B A N T E R 407, um, you could go ahead and you know give us your topics and conversations that we want to talk about. So that's the real reason why we came around this topic. Some people wanted to know exactly, you know, what was going on with the friend zone, how you get in the friend zone, um, and you know, one of the other parts of the conversation is why do niggas go ghosts? And uh, like I said, we just had a conversation earlier about women uh, rejecting men and why men have a hard time of accepting rejection from yeah. women. Now it's time for I have a conversation of why do niggas go ghosts? Why do niggas go ghosts? Let's let's have a con- let's let's do it like this. What is a reason of why you would reject someone and why do you go <coughs> ghost someone? So let's start with rejection first. Let's when has there ever been a time that you've had someone shoot their shot and you rejected them? Ooh, Dre, you want to start with that one? No, because um, nobody's ever shot their shot at Dre. Yeah, right. Blocked him, man. No, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really get shot shot at <laughs> often. 
But mm-hmm. I, I have, like Plus Two said, I, well, it'll be conversations years later and stuff. No, 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 I ain't going to front. Like, I get numbers just to get them sometimes. Like, I, I don't know. I just, it ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. I know I ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't like you. Or I, I might like oh, you, man. but I don't really. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so... locker room man of shit. <laughs> like, I don't want you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes sometimes you're aggravating. You talk too damn much, you know what I'm saying? Or or I thought you were smarter than that. <laughs> and so, why yeah, you got anything? More reasons. <clears throat> and why what you got? Okay. Um so to be clear what we're talking about, what um Give us a give, give an example give an example of it. I'm about to shooting this shot at you and you rejecting it. Why why would you have to reject it? Okay, easy. One, the attraction could have got me to um well let's say let's say someone shoot a shot, I got the number. And then later on, I shut them down, something like that, maybe? Yeah, we that'll work. Okay, that's happened before. You know what I'm saying? One time came up that late visited compound. But to my defense, this was me playing wingman. So I only allowed the shot to be taken because I was deflecting. You know what I'm saying? Making sure my man was secured in the bag over there. I wasn't interested in the, his home, in the girl's friend. So I entertained uh-huh. her. You know what I'm saying? Information got passed. She hit me up like later on and was like, What you up to? And I said, chilling with my lady. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, she just let like, you know this that was we didn't get past that night. You know, that was just just make sure he could talk to her. But uh, another thing that could get you to um reject later is um it's conversation, personality. A true personality will come out at some point. And it's like, whoa, that's not attractive. That's not what I thought I was hollering at. Like you might be texting somebody and everyone knows you could be someone totally different when you text somebody but when you pick the phone they could be the dullest blandest having a annoying laugh or an annoying uh, aggravating voice so many things <laughs> that could just say i'm not interested but other than that the usual reasons of someone shooting a shot me saying nah it's just attraction just being honest you mm-hmm. know just because you shoot your shot don't mean i have to let it hit you know draws you know what i'm saying yeah. you're just not attractive you know what i mean it, it sound rude or shallow but it is what it is you know what i'm saying 100%, 100%, and and that same goes for me as well. 100% is probably uh, attraction uh, uh, is one main factor, is probably the most factor as well. But to Anwar's point, there's been times where I've seen the baddest bitch, the baddest bitch, mm, when that motherfucker you. got the dipsiest brain, and I cannot fuck with mm, a dipsy chick. Mm-hmm. I can't fuck with a dipsy chick, um, and the shit just okay. Um, of course you can, Drake. Of course. You can. Um, there's also there's also those chicks as well that are just entirely too superficial. There was one time uh, yeah. where this one chick told me that um, she she initially told me that she spoiled. I was like, well, that's cool. Well, I'm not gonna spoil you. I'm letting you know that right now. She started. She kept fucking with me. She kept fucking with me for a while. But that that the fact that she kept trying to assume that she that she was going to get something I, I'm just that she's going to change it yeah she's that goes get, into yeah. the conversation of when a nigga going when a nigga going to go 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 so I might fuck with you for a yeah. bit but if I if I seem that's true if it seems like you want something or expecting something from me mm-hmm. I'm going to go ghost on your motherfucking ass and with no explanation because the shit just right. serves me no point at yeah. that point so mm-hmm. um, lead to some books yeah, <laughs> yeah man yeah. so I'm going to go ahead and transition into the, uh, another reason of why niggas go ghost and th- another reason why niggas just go ghost is because it's just boring um, a nigga may let's yeah. just say let's, I guess I'm assuming off the conversation that not the conversation but off the the topic that was sent to me or the topic that somebody wanted me to discuss is why do niggas go ghost I guess after we fuck or uh, after we smash oh okay uh, that's a whole different thing that's a whole different thing I mean but for me the main reason why I would go ghost is mainly because I don't feel like there's anything there outside of a physical attraction and mm-hmm. us just smashing 
uh, we could just smash all day, cool. But at the same time, you either too stressful after the words uh, with some talking about some dumb shit that I'm not here what to talk about. What are we eating all that shit? Uh, yeah, about and about <clears> all that. Because usually when I'm messing with somebody, I make my intentions are clear about what we're what we're doing with all that stuff. But either yeah. you ask them some dumb questions that I'm not necessarily concerned about, or you just don't have anything more to offer me outside of that. So, yeah. um, I mean, that sounds shallow as fuck, but hey. This is a nigga podcast yeah. right now, so let's go. Yeah, because women say, I'll jump in, pause. Because um, women will say, you know, don't waste my time, right? I think we're to say that. I don't want my time wasted. I want to know what's going on from get. You know, some mm. men hate when women go right into what are your expectations here, things like that. But then when we do lay out our expectations, we're shallow, we're blunt, we're rude. So which is it? You know what I'm saying? But back to what you're saying, um, as far as going goes after being sexually active, honestly, every woman, just because you can get us to climax does not mean you have good stuff, which means you <laughs> could not have, you may not have just been good. You know what I'm saying? Like I've yeah. had a, that in the past where, okay, I've gotten to that point with you, but I'm like, that wasn't fun. You know what I'm saying? I didn't enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. Okay, I came, but I went to the highlight reel. We'll make a segment about the highlight reel later. You know what I mean? Went to the highlight reel just to get me through that session with you. Oh, but other than that, you were dead fishing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or there was another meme that went around. I don't know if you guys seen it. I think you've seen it, Watts. It just said, um, you know, the ones that are the hardest to get be having the wackest, you know, mm -hmm. stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you doing all that fighting to get somewhere, you know, oh, man, she's she playing hard to get. She's playing hard to get. You finally get it, and it was nothing what you thought it was going to be. Or the words of a 40-year-old virgin, you know, you put the pussy on the pedestal. You know what I'm saying? You put it so high on the pedestal, you got it and realized it wasn't even worthy of being up there. So now you're, you're, you're just <clears throat> disappointed. And not even just in her, but in yourself because you're like, damn, I thought that was going to be the ultimate accomplishment. Once we get there, my player card, guys, you can have it. This is me. I'm running with this. But none of that added up. And every man can attest to this. Hey, that sexual connection is is damn sure top two of importance in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna say it's the number one, but it's a top two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so hey, again, if I get you in the bed or we have sex and then after that I get ghosts, then there was something there that just like you said, I didn't enjoy myself. I don't see anything past this. You have nothing else to offer. Or I just it just wasn't good, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, what is the reason why you would go ghost on somebody without sex? Let's just say y'all didn't have sex, mm -hmm. y'all didn't smash. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting, like pussy. you said. Oh my god! Being scared? This oh. nigga said stingy pussy. No, no, <laughs> guys, being guys being scared of the pussy. I'm scared pussy. Oh. No, we're talking about us, Dre. We're not talking about you. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not bad. Okay, let me let me answer that briefly then. Um, let's just say I know I know I had a friend that. I had a friend that, like you said, oh my goodness, she was out of a 10, she could have been a 12. Done fine, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I texted all that good stuff, pictures, everything looked good. She was one of those that, you know, had a high following on Instagram, all that dumb shit people care about. And just shallow, though, like dumb, like simple, like things like, <laughs> I just posted, I mean, it's hard to explain, but I'll give you an example oh. a conversation of me and her. Hey, you know, I posted this picture. But I don't think I'm gonna post it right now. I'm probably gonna post it later because people don't really be on Instagram at this time, and it won't get as many likes. Or a picture got posted the next day. I'm like, hey, you took that picture down. What happened? Man, it didn't even get to 100 likes. I took it down. What? Stuff like that matters to you? You know what I'm saying? Like that's really the world that we live in, where people live off things like that. So that right there was just so unattractive that you're so vain and think so much of that simple thing. 
to where, okay, what's really important in life to you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's you, all they ever want to talk about was what club they're going to and what where they can get their some type of uh, attention at. You know you what I mean? You literally took my example that I was going to use. <laughs> so oh, I'm bad. not even going to say that. But but honestly, like you just said, that's a problem that we have uh, in this yeah. era, man. So, uh, Dre, man, let's talk about you, man. What about you? When, oh, shit. When you, when you go some motherfuckers, I what? What's the reason okay. why you're Stop watching the game because I can't watch it. <laughs> Word. I'm like, damn, what happened? But on a, on a more intellectual level, sometimes you, you're just not a priority. Like me, I'm a busy man. I always got something to do, always trying to tr- trying to elevate myself or whatever. And um, I, I, get, I get busy. I get busy. You might get lost up in the numbers uh, or, or the roster somewhere, and I, I just forgot to reach back out to you. That it wasn't much interesting. You know, and and to be honest with you, I'm one of them guys. If I'm not if I'm not on my shit, I'm not satisfied, and I'm really not. I'm not looking for all of that play and stuff. Like I gotta get my money right. I gotta get myself right and shit like that. So, yeah, uh, honestly, not a priority. That's that's honestly probably was my biggest thing over the past couple of years uh, is the mm-hmm. fact that, like I said, I, I have goals. I have some goals I have set for myself and all that stuff. And most of the time, it just be like I just don't want the headache of. Uh, not I don't even gonna say it here and say a headache, but I just didn't want the distraction um, of dealing with certain people. So I might go ghost on you just because I'm focusing on, you know, obtaining this goal, obtaining my goals, and that's kind of what I, what I was on mostly over the past couple of years. Um, I'm not even gonna show y'all this highlight that just happened, but God, damn, this this Curry and Ola Depot. Fucking alley hoop! Oh my god. Anyways, Oladipo, um, you know how I mean. What's the name? Acapulco. <laughs> oh, Giannis. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, it's just that I'm focused on my goals and I got some shit. And it's like, it's more so of a headache, more so than anything of me just trying to you know talk to somebody. Uh, I, I, I that I want to have sex with because it comes with a lot of other stuff that I'm not necessarily looking for. Where we. Where we, you know, going out, you're going to pay for me dinner or you're going to you know, take me mm-hmm. out, go out in the street. I want to be out, out, like in the club, this, this, it, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Nah, I'd just rather just, you know, stay at home and beat my meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's real. Real shit, bro. I'm sorry. Free 99. And we live in an era, which I'm not sitting here saying is a bad thing. We live in an era where everyone is suspecting things. Uh, basically, yeah. just for free. Like, don't nobody... They they want us to do all the work when it should be a two way street. If you're just interested in me as just as much as I'm interested in you, you should be able to put mm-hmm. in some type of effort as well. Um, yeah, man. Um, in order for me to you know to, to to get to the point that you want us to be at. So, but yeah, man. Uh-huh. So that's the reason why I think is uh, a lot of niggas go ghost more so just because of one, uh, they have priorities. Two, mm-hmm. uh, you're boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Three is uh, when we did have our interaction. Um, you didn't give me anything that I was looking for, um, mm-hmm. and with, th- with that. So, um, any other reasons that y'all got? I got three right there. What else y'all got? Um, you ain't shade that thing down. You know what I'm talking about? Musty, like the deodorant wearing <laughs> off. So that 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 falls into three. Oh, you know what? I'll be serious and funny at the same time. And this, you all know, I've said this in many episodes. You got your ass in my bed with that damn bonnet on. One too many oh. times. We're not going. We can't. We can't. We can't live like this. Sorry, this is not like. You know, oh. Like so, therefore, you you ran yourself out of there. I got ghosts because you insisted on putting on that swimming cap 
like he was about to do laps instead of go to bed. All right, Monique. Right. All right, Monique. Yeah. Don't shoot his ass line later on. <laughs> As he walks by with the bonnet. <laughs> All right, man. So, yeah, man. Let's go ahead and clear that up and wrap this thing up, man. We're going to go ahead and jump into sports right quick. Uh, the last episode that we had was before the Super Bowl uh, where it's New England Patriots took the title um, by defeating the New- uh, Los Angeles Rams. And uh, it was a sorry ass Super Bowl. Mm, shit was trash as fuck. But uh, yeah, man. So, and as of right now, we do have the All Star game that is currently going on. Um, I'll give y'all the announcements of the uh, thing I had. Uh, I had it up here. Standings. Not the not the standings right now. I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all the starting lineups for the team, even though y'all probably gonna already have watched it by now. But we're just gonna give y'all because. Um, we did have some conflicting stuff that we thought on our last, last episode. So they still are doing the pool draft picks. It's just that, you know, the top voter from the East, the top voter from the West are going to be the two captains. So Team LeBron and Team Giannis. Giannis, who, I, I, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Giannis was the, East, was the East captain. On the East team, we had, not East team, Team Giannis, we had Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Paul George, and Kimball Walker as the starters. On Team LeBron, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi Leonard. It was crazy because what was interesting about the draft that they did, I'm not going to get into the pool, is that they did a draft of um, of the pool of All-Stars and they made a trade for Ben Simmons to go on Team LeBron and send Russell Westbrook over Westbrook, Team Giannis. Yeah. Um, oh, just an ass. It was, it was hilarious because, as y'all don't know, as y'all do know, well, some of mm-hmm. you know, that Russell Westbrook cannot stand Joel Embiid. <laughs> so when <laughs> Russell Westbrook had his press that. conference, when Russell Westbrook had his press conference earlier this week, uh, announcer had asked, uh, "How do you feel about being teammates with Joel Embiid?" He even said, "Next question." <laughs> but with Team LeBron, <laughs> most of his uh, most of his roster are all going to be free agents. So that was the most intriguing mm-hmm. thing. There was an interaction during the draft when uh, LeBron had drafted um, Anthony Davis, and Giannis was like. You sure you want him to be your teammate? And LeBron was like, "Yes, of course. I, I, I think I'm pretty sure about that." And then uh, Giannis joked and said, "Isn't that called tampering?" And LeBron said, "There is no tampering mm. on All Star Weekend." That was, that was a good, funny, <laughs> funny interaction. But it's interesting uh, right now um, as we are live watching, as I am live watching it. Team Giannis is currently beat, uh, winning uh, Team LeBron um, right now, and I'm trying to see what the score is if it comes back up. But I believe they're only in the second quarter. And uh, Giannis is winning, beating LeBron right now by Giannis 73 points and LeBron uh, is 60. Team LeBron is 60. So, second quarter, six minutes left. God damn, these niggas about to go into 200 goddamn points. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I said this year they might go for it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. So, yeah, that's up with the sports. Um, there is a the trade deadline came and passed. And as you guys all know, Anthony Davis did not get picked mm-hmm. up by anybody. He is still with New Orleans Pelicans. Um, but New Orleans Pelicans did fire their general manager. And New Orleans <laughs> mm-hmm. Pelicans are going to be getting investigated because apparently Anthony Davis got hurt um, the last game that they had where he's basically been forced to play for the Pelicans because of ticket sales and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah. A lot of interesting stuff. Well, we'll have more news for y'all once they come out of the All-Star break and all that good stuff. Um, and we promise we're going to uh, try to be a little bit more consistent going forward. Uh, fuck Andre and fuck Anwar for delaying this episode, but we're going to make sure we're going to get this shit going. And fuck myself, Anyways. too. I ain't going to lie. And fuck myself, too. I ain't going to lie. I had a part into it. But we're yeah, going to make sure we're going to get going. Um, so be on the lookout. I think our next episode is going to be a real good one. Uh, yeah, just be on the lookout, man. So, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I have my voice back too. Yeah, man. So, do we have anything with shows and movies? I got uh, Umbrella, uh, Umbrella Academy that came out on Netflix on the fifteenth, I believe. That's something that I'm gonna be looking at. It's basically like a X. I'm assuming it's like a X Man thing where you know these mutants were always oh, in this that. academy thing, uh, and they gotta come back together a couple years later in the future to save the world. Um, I, it looks like it's gonna be interesting, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. Fellas, anything from you guys? Um, Captain Marvel coming out next month. That's all I got. Sam Cooke um, documentary. Oh. Sam Cooke documentary on Netflix. I heard it was real mm-hmm. good. I have not watched it myself personally, but I heard it was real good. You seen Killer Mike John yet? That second episode was stupid. Man. I watched the whole Killer Mike thing uh, after Anwar told me that whole Killer Mike Killer yeah, Mike thing. Yeah, I did too. Wow. That shit is wild. That man, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that shit, that nigga, that nigga wild. That nigga has some radical mm-hmm. ass things. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but yeah, Killer Mike is in his own world. <laughs> Anything else y'all got? Y'all ain't got nothing else? No. Nah, no, right. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. So you got one? Nope. Yeah, let's go. All right, man. So let's go ahead and give it up and wrap this thing up with your boy Anwar Williams with your daily dose of the man's minutes. Snap it up, snap it up, snap it up. Snap, snap, snap. snap. <clears throat> all right, all right. Thank y'all for that. Y'all know I haven't done a segment of the man's minute in a while because, um, no real reason, you know. I like to give y'all something either deep or entertaining. Um, this year, well, gonna, this year, this episode, I'm gonna, you know, take it a step to what we alluded to at the beginning of the episode, and we will have a separate episode about this topic, and it's somewhat mental health related. But the message alone just says, "On your black men today." That's all I got. What I mean by that is, you know, yes, it's Black History Month, and that's not what I mean. Our black men, you know, struggle with this thing called mental health and depression. It's so much that we take on and we carry ourselves in such a nonchalant way to show strength. But we really are, you know, all individually battling some type of demon. So check on your black man today. Ask him how he's doing. You know, if he tells you he's okay, you know, dig a step further. He's probably not okay, but just check on him. You know what I'm saying? You never know what you might get out of him. Somebody actually asked me that one day. Um, Shout out to Ronnie, actually. I just seen Ronnie this past weekend, and the first question he said was, bro, how are you? And I was like, I'm cool. He said, no, but how are you? And I knew exactly what he meant. And this is just black man to black man. So we know what we mean when we take it a step further. And I gave him a quick two to three minutes of, you know, how I really was. And, you know, he also let me know some of the, you know, things he had going on in his life. And, you know, it's little things like that that can help us get out of that, you know, that depressing state we're in. Just know you're never alone in the struggles you're going through. We all have our own. Some are, you know, harder than others. Actually, there's always someone going through something a little harder than you. So whereas you might be, you know, going through something that you think is going to take you out, and you ask somebody how they're doing, and they tell you they're going through the same thing, but they also got five kids and no home or no car or just some other thing that stops them, but they seem to be doing well with it, that helps you realize, you know, also that you can get through your shit. So, back to the point. Check on your black man today. Uh, see how he's doing. And see what you got of it. You know what I mean? See where you can help him out at. We need your help. This is for ladies. This is for my fellow black men. This is for everybody. So, sorry about my voice cracking in the middle of the message. But that's all I got for y'all. On the man. Check on Bow Wow, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, we've got to talk about that one, but whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. still, it's that's, that's, that that's still pending investigation. I know people are trying to sit here and say that Bow Wow seemed like he was the aggressor in the elevator, 
But just because you saw mm. part of the story don't necessarily mean that was all of the story. So that's why I didn't really get in, yeah. want to get too much into detail of that. Um, but yeah, man, we gotta, we gotta, yeah, that's part. I guess I don't know. That, that's a whole nother story. Man. <laughs> man, we ain't even get on. We ain't even get on your boy Jesse either. Shit, man. Oh, damn. Man. So that's gonna. Yes. We might have to do another episode next week to give y'all. But um, yeah. We got oh, it's, I get. I bet that's still developing. Yeah, that shit's still developing. Mm-hmm. Once that shit start finish developing, yeah, we gonna get into that. Uh, because <laughs> Dre, Dre won't want to get on it. This nigga. <laughs> no pause <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> for a long time. Man, pause that bullshit. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and run down these social media outlets, man. Ooh. Two man, holla at the folk. <laughs> Shit, I'll go ahead, y'all. Y'all know where to find me. Okay. This is Ann War, aka Big Pluco. You can find me on Instagram at A N W A R W underscore three five seven. That's A N W A R W underscore three five seven. And on Facebook, it is just Ann War Williams. Dre, talk to him. Yeah, it's your boy Dre, aka Drizzy Dre, aka Happy Melanin American Month or whatever. Happy Black History Month, y'all. And one thing, real quick, y'all go check out Sean Blazington, the the Almighty Sean Blazington on YouTube, it's giving you nothing but the truth and documentations. You can holler at your boy at just underscore Dre underscore LRB. Holla at him. Yeah, man, and you already know who it is. It's your boy Watts. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Watts number four. That is W A T T S number four on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can also hit up the Locker Room Banner Podcast crew on both Instagram and Twitter at L R Banner four zero seven. That's L R B A N T E R four zero seven on both Instagram and Twitter. And the Locker Room Banner Podcast show on Facebook from the Locker Room Banner Podcast crew. We out. Out. Yeah. Bloody, 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 bloody,